take the mercy. I'm so glad I settled out a chord, aren't you? I'm so glad that right now, this morning, I don't face my sins waiting for me on judgment day. Folks, there are many. <laughs> my sins were many. And even since I got saved, I'm so glad that I'm not facing them on judgment day. I'm glad, Carlos, that I settled out of court. I took the mercy, hallelujah, and I run with it. And I dare anybody to confront me on judgment day and say, Jim Bunch, I remember what you did way back there, 19, whatever. I'll say, that's too bad, turkey. I'm here, ain't I? <laughs> I made it, didn't I? I don't want to hear what you got to say. It don't matter. It ain't, it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing. It's dealt with. Listen, settle out of court. Take the mercy. You got to appropriate it. Devil don't want you to know that and he don't want you to do it. God offers appropriate, well-timed help just when we need it. And I'm going to stop right there. And next week I'll finish up with the process of restoration and we'll go from there. This morning I've laid a, a foundation from which we can work. The point is to sensitize us to this need, but also to warn all of us of this pit that is so easily fallen into. I, I wish that every marriage was perfect. Truth is, there isn't one. Oh, I know that there are some husbands or wives who think their marriage is perfect, but they just haven't had a good, honest talk with their mate lately. Truth is, there is no such thing as a perfect marriage. Why? Why? No perfect people. I don't know why we think we can take two imperfect people and put them together and make a perfect marriage. I don't know where that came from, but it isn't true. Every marriage begins with 100% trust, but that trust can be eroded. That trust can be damaged. Regaining it takes time. So I'm saying to you this morning, take the knowledge that I have given you and sort of internalize it. Understand the nature of sin, how easy it is to get to that point. Understand the mercy of God and take it. And don't allow the devil to entice you into a situation because as David said, ultimately, I have sinned against you. He had committed adultery. He had lied. He had misused the authority of his office. He had murdered a man. He had conspired to murder the man. He had involved other people in his evil deed. He did all of that. And when caught, his first response was, against thee and thee only have I sinned. When I see somebody with that kind of sense of responsibility and accountability, I mark that person as a maturing Christian. When I see someone who is oblivious to their responsibility and accountability to God, for their actions and their conduct. I mark that person as an immature believer who has not yet realized that all infidelity is also infidelity to God. Whether it be infidelity to your spouse, your commitments, your responsibilities. And the solution is simple. Own up to it. Don't hide it. Don't conceal it. Don't justify it. Do what David did. That was a private audience between David and that prophet. He could have had that prophet killed on the spot and nobody would have questioned him, just as he had Bathsheba's husband killed. But David had a heart for God. And the thing about it is when you have a heart for God and God's Holy Spirit brings you up short and says, Thou art the man or thou art the woman, you are then faced with a decision. Am I going to be transparent? Am I going to maintain my closeness with God? Or am I going to conceal my sin, hide it, and continue to slide downhill away from God? You can maintain your relationship with God very quickly by confessing and repenting.